Hello there, and welcome to episode 33 of Dead Reflections Podcast. We are your hosts, Kobe, Caleb, and I'm your boy Josh, aka Drifter Voyages. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are. Caleb and I were trying to decide uh, what episode we were on because we didn't remember, and I was like, I don't know. He has to say this. He has to say it. So I believe it's 32. 31 was no. uh, interview. Yeah, no, we're on episode 33. Okay, so we do have an episode come out Friday. This Friday. Yeah, tomorrow. Okay, and it's this one. I'm so jarred. Okay. <laughs> um, new episodes every Friday. Good segue. Uh, our goal here is to give someone at the table the chills, and if we're lucky, we might even send those spooks along to you. Familiar with failure? Show updates: October 9th, West Texas Fear Fest, Rolling Sevens Ranch in Odessa, Texas. Not only are we sharing the outdoor stage with our boys in Brightburn within Ophir Ethereal Flood, but there will also be six DJs, a haunted maze, Fear Factor activities and tons of art vendors big thanks to cosmic productions and sound deep for putting that festival together big thank october 13th never rest ep released the ballroom in austin texas with never rest conigzor mothman designs and the vinius october 14th ixi fest game day sports bar in harker heights texas with Extrixian, everyone dies in utah rain beyond the dead and psycho pact shout out to atx metal podcast and fog hog vapors and of course Extrixian for putting that festival together we always have new shows in the works, as well as shows that are announced and subject, subject to change. Be sure to come out and catch a live set, as well as pick up one of our merch items only available at shows. And on the topic of merch, what do y'all have on today? What you got on? I got a one-on-one, <clears throat> familiar with failure, hockey jersey, which this is actually going to the winner of Bitter's Rainbow Six Siege which tournament. I saw that they picked Wounded Warriors Project for their uh, yeah, charity I saw to that. donate to. So awesome. Congrats to them. Yeah, yeah congratulations. I, I, I will wash it. Don't worry. It's worn by <laughs> unless, unless you Unless you don't want me to. <laughs> if you want it to smell like you. Colby, put a one in the chat if you're here. Who, who won? Uh, I forget the team name, but I'll, I'll get it by the end of the podcast. Okay, cool. Um, I am repping uh, Live Dead Apparel. Apparel? Pearl. It's a pearl. Um, Apparel. Yeah. Uh, I found out about them through uh, Silent Planet. Oh, wait. I'm not wearing Silent Planet, am I? No. Uh, I mean, I found out. Uh, I found them through uh, Garrett from Silent Planet. He, like, reps them a lot. I think he's like, I don't know if he's sponsored by them or, like, owns part of the company or what. I but. think he's got Live and Dead mm-hmm. on his knees tattooed yeah. as well. But um, Maybe not related. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it's a pretty dope shirt. Uh, I've had it for a long time, and I'm also repping Foxgrove Rip. But, for, yeah, <laughs> for now. For now. Yeah, yeah. For now. Uh, I have Joji on. I went to see him last night in concert, and he. Yeah, how was that? It was enjoyable. It was very good. I mainly went for my uh, brother Caden, and he had a good time. He no longer has a voice, so that's good. So it that means it was. Yeah, he had awesome. a grand time. You can't. Awesome. You can't tell me you just went for Caden. Oh no, I for sure enjoyed uh, Joji's set and. Everybody was good. It was a fun one. Joji is Hell one of my, yeah. my favorite. Hell yeah. So we pulled uh, uh, found footage. Elvira let us know what found footage. Uh, that's actually... Uh, so the more I dove into found footage, the more I realized that it originated as like a genre of horror, just like horror movies, right? And then it became like I'm a thing know. where people... I like, research it. People kind of like put <laughs> like footage that's found or footage that, you know, is captured like on like uh, security cameras yeah. and all that. That's all considered found footage. So I found the, the mark for 
the pre and post like uh, mark for found footage stuff is to be Blair Witch. Ah, like yeah. I, I saw people say like this was before Blair Witch stuff, so like you know it's old. Yeah, and I was I mean for us that's not too old. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but but um that's kind of the era that I think most of it became really popular. So side note, segue for the the Blair Witch thing. There's like a theory out there because whenever I was looking this up, they talked about it where they think that uh, the whole thing was to for those guys to kill her. Like it's like a cover up. Like oh, they're possessed oh, really? and they were they disappeared. But really, uh, what they were doing was they were like messing with her and then you know trying to make it look scary so that they could kill her and yeah, it'd be considered like a paranormal mm-hmm. thing instead of a murder. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry, sorry guys. I'm like my allergies are super bad and I'm super stuffed up. <clears> so. But like, there's a bunch of other <coughs> shit that happened there after all that happened, right? Uh, like yeah, people still I don't know. go to this day and experience. No, it. yeah, like the movie's fake, but like. Yeah. But like, it's based off of yeah, they're like, oh, what if this was the actual like yeah. like reason like that the producer wanted it to be, but it ended up becoming like a scary movie instead. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool to like look at it in that aspect. Yeah, but yeah, um, my story is about uh, people finding a VHS tape at a college and and like what happens on the tape like fucks with people's brains and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, so it is found footage like that's, literally. That's kind of <laughs> similar so mine just touches on found footage. It's not actually we're not going to be talking about any one piece of recording that they watch, uh-huh. but he talks about how he has been interested in it for a long time uh-huh. led him to get into internet sleuthing and oh, all okay. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's kind of similar where he there's this polaroid and if you see it um then bad things come of it. Wow. Oh, similar kind of thing. that reminds like me of Shudder. Yeah. Ooh, Shudder is a good example. It's like of similar to the SCP if you see it's yeah. face through yeah. a photograph of it. Yeah. Or like that one movie that you had talked to us a little while ago where if you look down the tunnel, Josh, you mentioned this movie. It was the uh, Asian-made movie where if you look down this tunnel, then you continuously get things bad. Yeah. Bad things will happen. Yeah. I can't remember the Incantation. name of it right Things Incantation. bad happen big. Dude, everyone that's listening and or watching, go watch We're Incantation all. on Netflix. That movie, I watched it by myself. It was so scary. It was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, you watched it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was scary. Yeah, it was a pretty spooky one. Did you, did you, okay, at the end, did <laughs> you? We can talk no. about it. No. Okay. <laughs> my story. <laughs> I'm so excited. I haven't got to talk to anybody about this movie. So my story is about a group of friends going to shoot a horror movie, a found footage genre Oh, type of horror Ooh, movie. That's like a weird, like um, in between kind yeah. of thing. And uh, it takes place in Italy. Oh, and uh, yeah, it gets creepy. I want pasta now. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, it's called My Friends and I Tried Shooting a Found Footage Horror Movie. All right, light the candle. Oh, yeah. Just had it. I'll light it when I find the lighter. I don't know what I do with it. Oh my god! It's like not, not like we're thirty-three episodes. Did I, did I die? Did I, did I throw it away? Just dip it into that. Uh, you gotta break it off. I'll, 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 I'm gonna break it off with you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna break it off. I'm gonna use this candle. Oh, there we go. When I say that my roommate Jack is an amateur at directing, I'm making an understatement. I mean, going into his little project of his, he literally had no experience. I don't know why he thought that this would be a good idea. I couldn't tell you how his brain works, to be honest. 
and all began one boring night in my college dorm. It was a weekend, and we couldn't be fucked to get we, <laughs> we couldn't be <laughs> fucked to get started on our assignments. <laughs> well, all right, all right. So we decided to watch the Blair Witch Project instead. I swear, he must have been one of the last people on Earth who hadn't seen it at that point. I guess he loved it because he wouldn't stop talking about it afterwards. Specifically about how he could could probably make something similar to it and blow up. Fuck studying, man. I, I remember him saying to me, I can do it. How hard could it be? I tried to get him to come back down to reality, but he wasn't having it at that time. Thankfully, he ended up dropping the topic a few few days later. Or at least, that's what I thought at first. As soon as we finished our final exams and the year ended, he came up and asked if I wanted to be in the new film that he was directing. Obviously, I said no. Do you even have a decent camera or a script? I asked him. Dude, relax. I have everything, he said to me, seemingly trying to hold back a grin. I guess he really thought that he was a get-rich-quick scheme or something. Look, can you just do it? I don't want to pay an actor. I've literally asked everyone I know, but I'm still missing one character. I don't know whether I should have been more insulted that he expected me to do this for free or that I was one of the last people he asked. Right? (laughs) However, I'd just gotten some incredibly shitty news a, a few days prior. I didn't get the summer internship I'd been hoping for. With melancholy plaguing my thoughts, I decided to take him up on the offer. Might as well, you know. I didn't do that. <laughs> as it turns out, Jack wasn't lying when he said he figured everything out. He borrowed a fairly decent camera from his uncle and had actually secured a shooting location. It was a small abandoned town off the coast of Italy. This was getting quite interesting, to say the least. There were two other guys who were supposed to be part of the whole thing. Wayland and Mick. I already knew them both, but Jack knew them better. He managed to secure plane tickets for us through his girlfriend who worked at an airport. On top of all this, he also set up free accommodations for us at a motel located in a town about a 90 minute drive from the abandoned one. Apparently the owner of the chain was a good friend of his dad's. Surprisingly, everything seemed to go good. Seemed good to go. We made the trip out there and checked into the motel about a week later. At this point, I was still incredibly skeptical about how this film was going to turn out. In all honesty, I was expecting it to crash and burn in a week. These thoughts were only bolstered when Jack admitted that he hadn't written a script. What the hell? Wayland asked. Why Why are we supposed to do this? What? What are we supposed to do in front of the camera then? Just act natural, Jack responded. You think the Blair Witch Project had a script? I mean, it it probably did, Mick chimed in. Jack just continued, whatever, look, if we read off the script, then it runs the risk of sounding unnatural. This town's apparently creepy as fuck, just go along with the vibe. Do you at least have some kind of story in mind, I asked him. Yeah, of course. Four friends are documenting their vacation in Italy. One day, while at a bar in a small town, they're told about an abandoned place near the coast where some weird shit always goes down. Being extremely skeptical, they all go and check it out, and they get fucked. We don't even need any creature prosthetics or anything. It'll be psychological horror, where something's clearly wrong, but nobody can figure out what exactly. 
Just act scared for fuck's sakes. That seemed to satisfy Mick and Waylon, but I could tell that they also thought that deep down this sounded like shit. Whatever, I thought at least I could go on vacation for a while. For the first week, we just went and dicked around Sicily, getting shit-faced at bars and getting general nuisance, being a general nuisance to the locals. This was supposed to be the first act of the movie. However, we kind of winged the filming part. In other words, the footage looked like ass. It's good enough. These these are the unimportant parts anyway. Who cares? Was all was all that Jack said when we watched it back. I mean, he was the director. After that, we decided to finally get to work. Jack had the idea of incorporating some locals into the film. With their consent, of course. We entered a bar in the small town where we were staying, tried to set up the scene. Jack spotted a middle-aged guy near the back and approached him, trying to explain to him what we were trying to do. Halfway through Jack's painful interpretation of the Italian language, the guy interrupted him. All right, kid, I can speak English. What the hell is it that you want? (laughs) Jack breathed a sigh of relief. So we're shooting a horror film, four guys on a vacation in Italy. In this one scene, we're sitting at a table in a bar and discussing where we're going to go next. One of us brings up the abandoned coastal town near here, and we decide that it would be a fun place to go. That's when you chime in and say some bullshit about how we shouldn't go because there's a black-eyed demon who lives there, or something. Now, you'll be doing this for free, but if this thing becomes big, I'll wire you some money. Just give us your contact information. After Jack spieled, the man just looked at him for a while, mouth agape, and then he chuckled. You kids are ballsy, I'll tell you that. Waylon raises his eyebrow. What do you mean? The man looked at us as if we just said the most ridiculous thing in the world. So you're you're telling me you guys didn't do any research before coming here? We all just collectively shrugged. shrugged. The man seemed to contemplate something for a second before replying. Well, I guess it is more of a local issue. Not too many people around here even know about it. The news wouldn't report what really happened. Wait, what did he just say? What What do you mean? I asked him. He glanced over at us, somewhat of a morbid expression. There's a reason that place is abandoned, you know. The mainstream story was that a fire caused the evacuation. However, only two houses actually burned down. No, it's, it's what caused the fire that made everyone leave. But it wasn't a stove or an arsonist. It was something that you guys aren't ready to understand. And I advise that you stay the hell away from there. The man turned back towards the bar and just started sipping on his beer again. We just stood there in collective shock. After a few moments, Jack spoke back up again. Dude, that was amazing. Could you do it again, please? (laughs) On film this time? The guy turned around. Kid, are you stupid or something? He threw some bills on the counter and got up. This younger generation, you guys don't listen, do you? That's why the news is filled with stories of people just like you fucking up somewhere. Just take my advice. And just like that, he was gone. Now, none of us wanted to admit it, but the whole conversation did get us a bit bit spooked. Jack just wrote it off as some guy just trying to scare us. And again, we just agreed. In retrospect, listening to Jack's mental gymnastics... Attempting to justify why this was still a good idea was probably our biggest mistake. 
Anyways, we managed to shoot the scene with the help from some other tourists. They didn't seem to know anything about the town, so they made up a story about how an insane religious zealot performed some ritual and now the place made anybody who went there lose their minds. Things seemed to be coming together quite nicely. However, the whole time we were shooting, I couldn't help but notice that the bartender was sneaking glances over at us. As we left, I could have sworn seeing him shaking his head somewhat solemnly. That should have been another sign for us to leave, but alas, we continued. We headed back to the motel and planned the trip out the next day. The story that we created was extremely generic. The guys go there and mess around for a few hours with nothing ex extraordinary happening. As they're about to leave, they spot some weird symbols that have been spray-painted on the walls and floor of one of the buildings. They keep coming back and things just keep escalating until they start going insane. The film was supposed to end with one of us standing in the water at night, walking backwards in a jerky motion towards the camera. Sounds more corny than scary, right? Well, at this point... Sounds terrifying. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we were too deep in to back out. We made the drive out there in our rented car the next morning. We'd gotten directions off Google Maps, but the main road to the location was blocked for whatever reason. Because of that, we had to find a detour. Eventually, we did manage to get there, but it took us around two hours. That was kind of annoying. What was even more annoying were the wooden barriers around the place. They really looked like they were trying to keep people out when I started questioning the legality of this. However, Jack quelled with these concerns by telling us about a film shot entirely in Disney World without the park's consent, so we just kept on. Besides, this was such a small, insignificant place, who would care? We walked around for a while trying to map out where everything was. That was an easy task as the place was quite small. You could walk end to end through the town in about 10 minutes. The man at the bar was also right. Two houses seemed to have burned down. The rest of the buildings, while empty and having moderate signs of environmental damage, looked to be perfectly fine. In fact, the place didn't give off much of a creepy vibe at all, at first. We filmed for a few hours before we called it a day. I have to say, it was honestly coming together better than I thought it, would, it could have. As it turns out, Wayland was quite the actor. Mick and I also managed to hold our own. In addition to that, Jack's camera work wasn't terrible. Now, it wasn't good by any means, but it looked quite authentic and on par with the modern day found footage films. He must have taken a few classes. <laughs> As the sun began to set, we decided to wrap it up for the day and head back. As we were about to leave, I decided to take a look in one of the burnt houses, just out of curiosity. So I walked around the blackened, dilapidated structure Nothing really popped out to me at first. That was until I looked at the floor. There were footprints. First I thought they must have been due to the dust, which worried me. I mean, there couldn't have been anybody else here. However, when I examined closer, I realized something was much stranger. The footsteps seemed to be sunken in, as if somebody took a heavy weight shaped like a, the bottom of a shoe and pressed it into the floorboards. This was weird to say the least, but not that weird, I guess. Not enough for me to think about it too long anyways. I jogged back to the car where everyone else was waiting and told them about it. As expected, they just told me it was nothing, and that's also what I told myself. 
nothing extremely out of the ordinary occurred the following days either. At that point, we even got in around 45 minutes of decent, decent footage. It was only a week into shooting where I realized that something just wasn't right about this place. The feeling of wrongness had been subtly, subtly building ever since we got in there. But either nobody else noticed or nobody else wanted to admit it. I was watching over some footage that we had shot a few days ago. In it, the sun was just starting to set. The thing is, I, I noticed something in the distance off the shore in the water. At first, it appeared to be a splash, but it was large. What, what the hell could have caused it? Curious. I replayed the footage and watched even closer. Now, the background was pretty blurry, and the splash was only in the shot for a few seconds, but I could have sworn that there was something behind it. Almost like a, a dark figure. A person. No way, I thought. That made no fucking sense, you know? Even though I tried re- I tried rationalizing this by telling myself it was a trick of the light or my overactive imagination or something. I still couldn't stop thinking about it. I thought about telling the others, but I knew they wouldn't think of anything. Especially Jack. He seemed to have gotten a lot more serious about this whole thing. My suspicious suspicions were confirmed when night came. We were getting ready to head out of there when he stopped us. Look, I have an idea, he said. Let's stay here for the night. I packed sleeping bags and some food. Fuck that, Nick replied. Why would I want to spend the night in this dusty-ass place? After seeing that footage, I also, I also shared his sentiments. I did not want to do this. Jack kept, Jack, Jack kept going. Look, what makes a movie suspenseful? Conflict, right? So far, there's been none of that. We found some spooky symbols, heard some noises, but that's it. Imagine this. Our car is broken down in the scene. We tried to start it, but it just wouldn't go. So we started arguing, arguing with each other. Oh, it's your fault. It's his fault. That kind of shit, right? As it ends up, we're forced to sleep here in one of the houses. And then something during the night, we wake up to... Sometime during the night, we wake up to some strange noises outside. So we took out... So we look out the windows and see a figure crouching behind the bushes or something. Tell me that doesn't sound fucking amazing. Well, it didn't sound like anything original. This is what the movie needed. The others protested a bit more before eventually coming to a consensus. I also reluctantly agreed. However, I wasn't, I sure as hell wasn't excited about the night. We moved into one of the houses and set up our sleeping bags there. Jack wanted us to only get a few hours of sleep before we started filming the night scene. <laughs> Authenticity, he explained. The more, you tr the more tired you are, the more real it'll seem. If I had to hand it to him at that point, the guy was dedicated. At about 1 a.m., he woke us up. He was already filming. The plan was to have Mick, Mick go out beforehand and start making deep groaning noises. He also, he'd also be the figure crouching behind the bush. While we were planning to shoot and edit uh, in a scene with all four of us watching from inside the house later, groggily, I got up and played along. What's going on? I mumbled. Jack put on a scared voice. You guys didn't hear that shit? Listen. 
As Waylon and I straightened our ears, he filmed us. As expected, we heard mixed groaning from outside. What the hell is that? Waylon responded, deliberately making his voice go shaky at the end of the sentence. Fuck if I know, Jack responded. Sounds like it's coming from somewhere near the shore. He took the camera and started filming through the window. Shit, I think I see something in the bushes. He paused for a second. Wait, what the hell? His tone changed drastically. He put the camera down and turned back to us. Guys, what the fuck is that in the water? His voice was completely sober at that point. It didn't sound like acting at all. In addition to that, his face has gone completely pale. Confused, I just kept up the act. What do you mean? What, what was in the bushes? I'm being fucking serious. He cut me off. Look out at the sea. With a sense of dread creeping into my psyche, Mick and I did what he said. However, I couldn't see anything. Uh, have you gone mental, Jack? There's nothing. I heard Mick blurt out. Are you kidding me? Jack pushed him out of the way and started scanning it for himself. What the fuck is going on? I heard him mutter. However, as I kept observing the water, I noticed something rather peculiar and frighteningly, frighteningly familiar. <laughs> the waves were incredibly light that night, so I was able to make out make it out in the, the distance. Splashes, large ones, and they seemed to be getting closer. Suddenly, I remembered the splash from the film footage that I had been looking at earlier. Give me the camera, I told Jack. Although he had muddled, muddled look on his face, he didn't protest and just handed it over. I turned it back on and started filming the splashes. And oh god, what the fuck did I just see? There was a figure wading through the water, coming towards us. It also seemed to have a kind of deep red glow emitting off of it. When I zoomed in, it was apparent that it was wearing some old-looking deep-sea diving gear, with that, but without a helmet. The weirdest part was that when I tried focusing on the details of, it, of its face, I couldn't. It's not that the camera didn't have the capability, my eyes just couldn't take it. They start stinging and watering and I'd have to turn away. But from the split seconds that I managed to sneak a look in, the face appeared to be distorted in a sense. Almost like it was that of a typical man, but was passed through multiple filters or some sort. Safe to say this was beyond fucked up. I put the camera down. Jesus Christ! I reeled back in shock. I decided to test my suspicions and look back in the water. The, of course, the figure was gone now. At least from my vision, I could st still see the splashes, and they were getting dangerously close now. W what the hell is it? Jack and Waylon asked me in here in unison. I gave, I gave the camera, and they took turns witnessing what I'd just seen in abject horror. We need to leave now. Jack uttered, in the most drastic tone I've ever heard from him. What the hell are you guys doing? We heard Mick call from the bushes. He was looking right at us, holding his arms up. I watched in horror as large footsteps started appearing on the beach behind him. Run to the fucking car, was all I managed to get out. 
He flinched for a second before turning around to witness the sand being manipulated by an invincible, invisible force. He bolted right after that. We didn't even bother rolling up our sleeve, sleeping bags. We just ran like hell out of there. Being the slowest of the bunch, I was the last one to leave the house we were in. However, in my mad dash toward the vehicle, I slipped on some pebbles and crashed to the ground, scraping my wrist. As I reeled from the pain, riled from the pain, I swore that I was able to somehow sense the presence coming towards me. It's hard to explain. It was like the air around me began to feel hostile. In addition to that, I could hear multiple voices coming towards me, but none of them were distinguishable. They all seemed to be blending, blending together, forming a disturbing cacophony of noise. The worst part of all, I couldn't move. I remember, I remember just sitting there, trying to prop up myself. My arms were moving about an inch a minute. It also felt like I was being dragged down into the earth. A few seconds later, I heard the sound of pavement being crushed, crunched behind me. The closer and closer it got, the more and more it felt like I was sinking, in, sinking into hell. My vision started blacking out before I was snapped out of whatever trance I had been in. I watched as a bright, bright light flew past and hit something behind me. The suffocating disharmony of voices suddenly stopped and was replaced by a loud, guttural grunt. I looked up to see Jack standing about 30 meters, or meters away, holding a flare gun in one hand and the camera in the other. I took the chance and scrambled up, dashing towards the car. I got in, we sped, up, sped the hell out of there. We're sitting back in the hotel room now. None of us have said a word to each other. I mean, what the hell are we supposed to say? We've decided to end the trip early. As soon as morning comes, we're taking the next flight out of here. The rest of the guys have finally drifted off to sleep, but I, I just can't. That feeling of sinking terror as that thing approached me. I can't stop thinking about it. I, I can almost feel it still. I picked up the camera again and skimmed through the footage. There's, there's no way in hell that we weren't showing this to someone. Maybe there was answers out there. However, when I, I played the footage back, that, that thing was gone. I could see the water splashing, the concrete crumbling under its force, me paralyzed on the ground. But that goddamn thing was just not there. Dude, that was a dope story. Okay, <laughs> so it reminds me of, there was a story that, uh, you good? God. Yeah. Oh, okay. There was a story. That was a lot of reading. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. It were, like I, I kept going back to the story that I heard a while back and saw like a short film or something of at one point where it was in. It was during the Vietnam War. Huh. And there was this uh, entity that was like almost like a Wendigo, but like it was invisible. And what what was crazy was like when it would would show itself to somebody. Usually that person would either become like a like a catalyst to it or whatever, mm -hmm. or like a, like it would like be controlled by it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like you you talking about like seeing the splashes through the water and the footprints being made, but there's nothing there. Yeah. Like totally get, gave me those vibes. Like I was like <laughs> pick, I was picturing that shit. And then also the old scuba suit thing. 
the scuba diver thing like totally gave me Scooby Doo vibes. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I, like, I don't know about y'all, but <clears throat> that has been something that's always terrified me. What old scuba like diving old gear? Old scuba diving. Gear. Yeah. yeah, I don't With know the why. Big old like yeah, the giant, like, like looks like an astronaut. Iron, yeah, <laughs> like I, I, there there has to be a movie or something out there that instilled the fear in me. I think they're just creepy, just in general. It also, mm. that part gave me a haunting of Bly Manor vibes whenever, I don't know, did y'all watch that? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I still, I still have yet There's There's a point where <laughs> that show. Um, Big Bad comes out of the water uh-huh. and you can see her, yeah. but it was that same thing where the face did the thing in yeah, the show. It was like, can't, you can't yeah, talk about like, it because yeah. that's the main point of the show. But, uh, yeah, no, but I, <laughs> what get the fuck? I get what you're saying. <laughs> it, does, it did the thing. The distortion thing you were talking about. But yeah, no, uh, I, I distinctively remember there being a movie or a show that had a scuba diver. It might have been like just a, a weird like episode of SpongeBob or something. It's possible. Well, Scooby Doo, they had the, the, bunch, the scary, yeah. the ghost scuba diver in the old yeah, scuba diving gear. I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. There, there's, there's the old swamp there's, monster. There's something from I don't, I don't my remember. past that I've seen. And it just fucked you up. And it just fucked my my (laughs) image of a scuba suit. It's just something about it. Scuba Steve, fuck Scuba Steve. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's kind of like astronaut. It's kind of like astronaut, like astronaut suit. Yeah, yeah. Has a very eerie vibe to it. Yeah, like the old, like the very bulky. Yeah, yeah. And no, I totally get it. I'm actually like super pumped to like play with the uh, mid journey stuff to see if I can make like a creepy scuba diver. Thing. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm next, huh? Yeah, Dude, that was a good story. Also, yeah, it was very well written. As yeah. in, like I could see it play out as if it were a movie. Right. We're yeah. watching. Yeah. Totally. So it, was, it was a good. We should good recreate writing. it and make our own. I also uh, That'd be fun. That portion of that story was new to me because I didn't read all of that, and I, I in the middle of reading, I was just like, "Oh shit! <laughs> 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 all right." <laughs> I wonder if I can find that video of the Vietnam like forest ghost thing. I'll have to show y'all. Like, like even down to like looking at it, like how it can like like mess with you, mm-hmm. like look, like hurt your eyes and everything. Like yeah. that's all a thing in that. But it's like that was that was that was one of the parts that I didn't read at oh. first. <laughs> and you're and like, I was oh. like, oh shit! Like making she, your like, eyes water. In on it and, like yeah. couldn't couldn't look at it. So that's, uh-huh. that's a theme for all of us. Is that whatever the thing is that's uh, bad is uh-huh. it's hard to look at, or if you look at it, it'll cause some kind of yeah, right, like because mine's the same. Yeah, yeah like I have yeah. something with it too. All right, well, interesting. Jeez, uh, dude, I really like that story. I want to, uh, uh, dude. I if mean, there's any like out, short films, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out, um, Mister Outlaw, Mister Underscore Outlaw on Reddit. No sleep. Underscore yeah. Outlaw. Reddit. No sleep. All right. Thank you, Mister Underscore Outlaw. Wait, what is it? Yeah, Mister like M R Underscore Outlaw. All right. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Okay. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Um, All right. So my story is actually about found footage as well. Like actual, uh, they don't know where this VHS tape came from, or at least I don't think they do. And it talks about what's on the VHS tape and what it causes people to do. Um, And it's about uh, a a person in the tape as well. Uh, My story is called The Old Man on the Tape. In autumn of 2003, my first year studying at Cambridge University, a rumor began circulating about a VHS tape that was causing students to go insane. 
Nobody knew who had first found the tape or where they found it, but the story started in October when a history student allegedly stopped talking altogether after watching it. Her roommate claims that she came into the dorm room one evening to find her sitting in her bed pointing at the VHS player, her eyes wide and her lips stretched in an unnatural smile. When the girl didn't respond to her, even after half an hour, the roommate was sufficiently unnerved and called the police. The history student had apparently suffered intense mental trauma and had lost her ability to speak. Hmm. Following, this incident, it, following this incident, the tape was passed around among students, because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I never actually knew the history student or the roommate who found the tape. I actually never heard of the incident reported in any official newspapers. I mean, to be honest, if something like that shit happened at our school, yeah. that shit would be passed around yeah, the next day. Totally, totally. <laughs> Same. But but I have a feeling the tape was real. I had heard the stories, and I knew other people who had watched it, some of it at least. Those who watched it always gave the same description of what was on it. The tape contained a video that was about an hour long. The footage would begin inside a dimly lit room, perhaps a cellar, It showed a man sitting on a wooden chair in the center of the room, facing away from the camera so that you could see his back and the back of his head, which was covered by a hood. He appeared to be wearing dark robes like a priest and looked thin and frail. A mirror was placed against the wall wall he was facing and angled so that his face could be seen in the video. Scumbag. (laughs) I love you. Um... It was an old man's face, perhaps around 70 years old, and it wore a coldly serious expression. Quite a few people turned it off at this point. They claimed it had already made them feel uneasy. The recording was monochromatic, grainy, and appeared to be old. Judging by the style of the mirror in the chair, the dark stone walls of the room, and the fact that the lighting was flickering as if the room was lit by candles. Some people said it looked like it was from the 50s, some said it looked older, and others said it was more recent but was recorded so that it looked old. Anyway, shortly after, beginning, shortly after the beginning of the video, the old man would begin to speak. The strange thing was that nobody was sure what language he was speaking. The audio was distorted, but occasionally you could hear clearly. Some people thought he was speaking, in a, di- speaking a dialect of English or an archaic form of English because they could make out some words. They, could, they also described him as having a croaky voice and an unusual accent. A lot of people who watched that far into it got the impression that he was giving a sermon or a lecture. One student I spoke to said that he felt convinced by the man's words, even though he had no idea what he was talking about. It was, if, it was as if it had some kind of hypnotic effect on him. More disturbingly, most who watched it reported hearing (laughs) laughter in the background. Some described hearing noises like a baby crying. The noises ranged from being faint to sounding as though they were in the same room as them. At the 13th minute of the video, the man would stop talking as if he had finished saying what he had to say. And for the first time, his expression would change. He would smile, a broad-lipped, wide-eyed, emotionless smile. Very few people continue to watch beyond this point. This moment in the video was reported to be extremely disturbing for some unknown reason. Many of the viewers feared that they would be scarred for life by the image of the old man smiling into the mirror. 
After a few seconds, the man, still smiling, begins to slowly turn his head to face the camera. That's as much as I know of what follows. Nobody who carried on watching ever went into further detail. When I asked one student why she, uh, she wouldn't tell me what came after, she went... Let me, let me start that over. When I asked one student why she wouldn't tell me what came after, she went so pale that it, that it was frightening just to look at her. What I do know is that one student who did watch further, previously a grounded atheist, stopped attending his lectures. They found him a week later curled up hiding in a church, shivering with fear and crying that he didn't want to go to hell. The old man in the footage was never identified, nor was the language he was speaking recognized by any of the professors of language and linguistics at the university. But it was definitely not any form of English. The room with the mirror could have been anywhere in the world, it is still a mystery what happened to the tape in the end. Just as it appeared out of nowhere, it disappeared. After a few months, the hype died down. I haven't spoken to anyone about it since I finished university. Perhaps it's still there now, hidden somewhere in the archives of a college library or under the bed in an empty dorm room. Perhaps it's in a landfill site somewhere far away. Perhaps someone destroyed it a long time ago. I hope someone destroyed it. I think there was something on that tape that doesn't belong in this world, something frightening and something evil. They erased it from the Jedi archives. Yeah. <laughs> the holocron was lost. Uh, that was... The fucking... The... You're gonna ask for picking mirrors <laughs> and smiles. <laughs> the, as the soon swell. as I got to that part, I was like, this is my story, I don't even care. There's a little Hi. spider hanging from the roof. It's probably gonna land on my microphone and scare yeah. me. <laughs> the, the slow turn with a smile into the mirror. Yeah, that, yeah, that don't one. care for it. <laughs> It's <laughs> so unnerving for me. And then uh, you said that nobody got past that point of watching it. And I was like, okay. Well, yeah. Maybe well, I should watch it. Yeah. Well, it's like, so, so yeah, he, apparently there the was one girl that he <laughs> talks to that watched past that, but he couldn't get her to talk about it. Like she yeah. just turned pale yeah, and was she, like, no, like, and yeah. like wouldn't speak of it any further. Hmm. Those are the types of things that freak me out. It kind of reminds me, have y'all ever watched VHS? Like the movie, ago. yeah, VHS. I watched it on VHS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the, those movies are fucking creepy. If and I it, did, like, I don't remember it. So. It gives me the same vibes as how I felt when I watched Incantation, where I there were parts of like that so, movie. Yeah, that movie wasn't. It wasn't terrifying. The, the reason that I stopped watching it, I just couldn't deal with the the oh. movement of the camera. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But know, but like it that, made me sick at like some points. Yeah, I was like, I can't but, watch this. But like that movie makes you feel like they're taught. Like it breaks fourth wall so mm -hmm. well yeah. that like there are parts where it was like, now repeat after me, blah yeah. blah blah, and you're got, like, I'm not doing that. that. But then it's like you can say it in your head, and it's like, well, fuck, I was saying <laughs> it in my head, like fuck, and it was like it's fucking me up. But like that's what this story kind of reminded me of. And like I said, I saw the smile thing and then the mirror thing and i was like yep I'm not, i have to tell this because kayla it's gonna freak kayla about it. yeah i'm sorry i'll be thinking about it no it's a good story it's okay it's fine okay oh and shout out that was a creepy pasta it didn't have oh, an really? author but uh i'll definitely have a link in the show notes for it yeah nice <clears throat> there's a there's a movie with a mirror that um i need to get caleb to watch oculus <laughs> is, oh, is, oh, oh dude oh, yeah, yeah that was a good movie yeah i just watched it recently oh, thank you for giving me the hey, what do you think it's spooky yeah um, it, it was a different take on mirrors for me. Yeah. So, but it was a good one. I enjoyed it. 
Uh, are we ready for the final story of today's episode? Yes, sir. No, Let's go. No, I'm not ready. No? You're going to take a minute? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, okay. Just make sure. <laughs> so, oh, man. I'm putting my hand right over the two candles. It's a little hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, look at, they're gone, dude. They are gone. They're, they're gone. Back. We did put them very close together. So yeah, they're probably just yeah, burning each other. Heat. So this is Cody Pierce is his actual name. And uh, it's a no sleep Reddit story. And his username on this forum and on Reddit is Box Goblin. Box. So, okay. So shout out to Cody Pierce for the yeah. awesome story. And shout out to you having a badass name. Box Goblin. That yeah. is amazing. I love it. Yeah. So uh, we'll be sending him a link to this, him or her. I'm not sure, but uh, mm-hmm. Cody Pierce. No, I'm sorry. It's most likely. I'm going to stop talking. It could be, uh, be a female. <laughs> yeah. You know, we appreciate you sending or letting me use the story. Box. Yeah. Yeah. Box Goblin. Box Goblin. Um, this one, it got me pretty good. It was, it was an interesting take on just the whole realm of uh, found footage. Just because it was a offshoot of it, mm-hmm. it's pretty good one. All right, I'm gonna be thinking about your dumb story <laughs> the entire time though, because that, that's just awful. Just I'm just thinking about a dude in a priest suit, just smile turning. Oh, don't like it. The story is taught. Yeah, don't look at the mirror over there. <laughs> God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I love you. I love you, bro. I'm sorry. This one is titled "The Scariest Photo." What do you imagine when you hear the phrase <laughs> "the scariest photo ever taken"? Do you see a pale, ghostly figure haunting an 1800s-era family portrait or the mutilated corpse of a murder victim? Do you see the fleeting image of a Bigfoot-like monster disappearing into the dense redwood forest or a giant spider crawling up your arm, ready to plunge its fangs into your skin? Uh. Fear is such an interesting emotion. It's something that we're told to avoid at all costs. It can ruin opportunities, ruin relationships, ruin lives. Yet for all its negative undercurrents, fear is something that so many of us seek, even relish. We like to see scary movies, read scary books. We like to scream on roller coasters and in haunted houses, mazes. We like to hear creepy campfire stories that keep us up at night, listen to the crickets outside our tent. We love to be scared, so long as what scares us is removed from our reality, locked behind a screen or locked inside a picture. In high school, I became obsessed with all things scary. I'd spend hours watching found footage horror movies like the Paranormal Activity series or scouring the internet for the freakiest Slenderman and Jeff the Killer videos. Mm. The more real something appeared, the scarier, more exciting it became. But by senior year, these pseudo-real monsters weren't cutting anymore. Fear was like a drug addiction. My tolerance had grown too advanced and I needed something stronger. Freddy Krueger and the Blair Witch Project just didn't cut it for me anymore. Not the same as... Not the same high that John Wayne Gacy or the Son of Sam gave me. Son of Sam. The table is burning. Do y'all smell that? The, the wax burnt straight through. It's burning the table. Wow. Okay, well, that's a first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Now Caleb's going to choke. I realize monsters are even scarier when, you're no, when you know they're real. Much, much scarier. Now the spider's coming hanging out. Man, it's a party today. <laughs> Thus began my obsession with true crime. I started binging seasons of Dateline and Forensic Files on Netflix. I read biographies of famous serial killers. I attended Crime Con in Las Vegas. But my favorite thing to do was comb through the Unresolved Mysteries subreddit, an online forum dedicated to real-life crimes that were never solved. Many of these incidents were murders, where the killer left behind a clue meant to confuse or taunt authorities. 
Mm. Sometimes they placed a body in a strange location, like a septic tank. Or they left behind cryptic messages, such as, Danny made me do it, scrawled in the victim's blood on a new wall nearby. Many of these posts included a picture taken at the crime scene. I spent hours studying such photos, looking for clues on the looking for clues other internet sleuths may have missed. The idea behind Unresolved Mysteries and similar subreddits was that they sp- spread the word about real-life crimes in hopes that someone, somewhere, might be able to help resolve them. I wanted to be one of those people. One afternoon, I came across a post on the subreddit entitled, Does anyone know where I can find the scariest photo ever taken? The post didn't include the picture, of course. The writer claimed that there was a Polaroid taken by a serial killer that had scared investigators so much it drove one of them insane and made other, others physically ill. They said it was cursed. Some even believed that the photo caused a fire that had burned down a police department investigating the case. But there were still photocopies of the Polaroid out there, floating around in the dark recesses of the internet. This surrounded way too creepy still to be... This sounded way too creepy to be true. Still, I read on. The post included a detailed description of the cursed picture. It was a Polaroid that apparently showed a young man named Jacob Siemens, age 17, a resident of Raleigh, North Carolina. Jacob was last seen hiking the remote wilderness of Cascade Peak on July 10, 1998. The location is part of the Appalachian Trail, and Jacob was hiking a portion of it for his summer break that year. When he didn't show up at the trailhead two days later, his parents grew worried and a search party was assembled. In the photo, Jacob is standing in the middle of the woods at night, his hands and legs bound by a thick black rope. He stares into the camera with a mixture of fear and resignation, his pale face twisted in a knot of terror, eyes wide, lips parted to form the beginning of a scream. It's believed that his photographer, an infamous and uncaught serial killer named the Butcher of Appalachia, took the photo moments before slashing Jacob's throat with a knife, killing him. Jacob Siemens was one of ten murders attributed to the butcher, and the only one where the killer left behind a clue along with a body. On July 15, 1998, two hikers camping on Cascade Peak stumbled upon Jacob's pale, lifeless corpse. He was strung up in a pine tree using thick black rope like some demented Halloween decoration. The hikers promptly called the cops, who arrived an hour later and cordoned off the whole mountain. A search team of hundreds combed through every square inch of the forest covering Cascade Peak, looking for the killer. They found no footprints, no blood splatter, no clothes, no evidence whatsoever, except the Polaroid photo. It was taped to the tree trunk near Jacob's body, the only time the butcher had left a clue. To this day, no one knows why. Apparently, the detective who found Siemens Polaroid became so unnerved by it that she suffered a mental breakdown later that day and had to be taken to a hospital where she was put on suicide watch. In the following weeks, various detectives assigned to the case became mysteriously ill after examining the photo. One suffered a heart attack while the other suffered a stroke. Were these just coincidences or the sign of something more sinister? After reading the post, two thoughts crossed my mind. The first was disbelief. The whole story sounded like an urban legend fabricated to gain attention. Just another creepypasta for some creative and disturbed teenager spending too much time online. The second was a deep, deep desire to find the actual Polaroid, if it existed. 
A brief search, Google search of Jacob Siemens and the Butcher of Appalachia revealed that the story and its photo were indeed true. Though the Polaroid status as a terrifying cursed object was highly debated, officials from the Cascade County Sheriff's Department claimed that the picture was destroyed in a forest fire that burned the department's headquarters on May 2005. <laughs> Most yo, of the yo little bird is spinning. Oh, he's got so many webs going, dude. Can you see it on the camera? Yeah, now? he saw him dip down. Uh -huh. <laughs> Most of the original evidence pertaining to the butcher case was lost in the fire, often cited as another manifestation of the photo's curse, making it much harder to catch the killer. Despite the Polaroid's destruction, there were rumors of a photocopy that a photocopy of the original that had been posted online back in the early days of the internet though it appears to be lost. In my research, I read dozens of articles and the true crime blogs and watched countless YouTube videos on the murder and its infamous photo. None showed the Polaroid. They, they only offered descriptions or cheap and obviously fake recreations of it. Many internet sleuths claim that Jacob Seaman's photo was scrubbed from the internet due to its obscene nature. But that seemed highly unlikely given all the graphic real-life content one can find in forums such as something awful. Just the other day, on that forum, I came across a picture of a man whose face was crushed by a sledgehammer. It was completely real and completely disgusting. I threw up after looking at it. Surely, if something that gross could be online, I could find a photocopy of Jacob's Polaroid. After all, once it's posted on the inter internet, it never goes away. Not really. Over the next couple of weeks, I made, the mi made it a mission to find the scariest photo ever taken. As soon as I got home from school, I scoured the dark corners of the internet, scrolling past images of torture, mutilation, and murder, hoping to find the infamous Polaroid, or at least a clue of its whereabouts. I was just going to say nice. Okay. <laughs> the whole process was so mentally taxing, and I was about to quit my search, and then I came upon a blog from an obscure website last updated in 2003. The last site was called Cascade Chronicles. It wasn't devoted to horror or true crime or anything of that nature. It was just a blog about hiking in the Appalachian Mountains. The site's owner and only contributor, username Mike Likes to Hike, posted an article about Jacob Siemens and the case on March 10, 2003. It was the last post he ever made. In the post titled, The Harrowing Case of Jacob Siemens, Mike Likes to Hike gave a full account of the, ap of the, butcher, of the butcher of Appalachia and his murder. He included pictures of the mountains, its forest, a photo of Jacob from his high, sc high school yearbook, and at the very bottom of the page, in a low-quality 72 DPI image, he posted a photocopy of the Polaroid found at the scene. The second I saw it, I knew it was the real thing, even in its low resolution. This was the scariest photo ever taken, an image of impending death. I learned... I leaned forward until my head was an inch from the laptop screen as I stared into the terror-stricken face, moments before doom. My blood went cold. The hairs on the back of my neck shot up. My skin broke out into a cold sweat, and I couldn't look away. My eyes were glued to those cursed pixels, trying to make sense of what I was seeing. I wasn't seeing Jacob Seaman's face in the Polaroid staring back at me. It was my own face. In that moment, a feeling washed over me like a tidal wave, one that gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. I sensed this presence in my bedroom, large and quiet. It felt like someone standing just behind my computer chair, looming over my shoulder, holding a knife. 
I spun around in my chair, but there was no one. The room was empty. I no longer felt the presence. I immediately got up, grabbed a five iron from the golf bag in my closet, and searched the rest of the house. But there was no one there. My mother was still at work. No one had come by. I double-checked all the windows and locks, and when I got back up to my bedroom, I immediately closed my laptop without so much as another glance at the photo. I haven't opened it since. I'm planning on taking my computer out into the woods this weekend and throwing it into a massive bonfire, let it burn to ashes, just to be safe. I don't really care for true crime content anymore. If I want to be scared, I'll put on a movie like Alien or Dracula, anything that's clearly fictional. I never want to feel the way that I felt when I saw that Polaroid, especially because beneath all the fear, I had this deep desire to keep staring at it, just to see what would happen. That was a good ooh. That was a good fucking story. <laughs> Very good. Thank you again, Cody Pierce. Yeah, Cody Pierce. On the R slash no sleep subreddit. And his username is Boxgoblin. Fucking little bird loved that one. I think he did like that one. Yeah, we have a little spider that's a uh, little <clears throat> bird. His name is Lil Lil Bird. That's L I L B I R D. Yeah, and he, he he the parts that he liked, you know, he came down. Yeah. Yeah. He's making some kind of like lasso loop thing. He's it's making weird. a noose. Oh, oh, goodness gracious. Little bird coming in. <laughs> They're not going to be able to see any of it. He's come in <laughs> and he's going to take us out. He's going to take if me we, out. If we, can, if we can tilt, you can tilt his camera. Take a five. Oh, come on. Come on, little bird. little bird. Come on. Don't. Don't. I'm sorry. He said not. He said nope. I'm going back to the light bulb. Oh. Okay, we gotta stop. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta... <laughs> oh, pod, yeah, they're gonna be like, "What <laughs> is happening?" Spider, yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, put some like silly music behind that part. <laughs> oh man, dude, that was a good story. Um, uh, it reminded me of that Martha is dead game because there's that one part where like you have to like look at her face and like rotate it and stuff, and like that's the kind of like. I guess face I was picturing whenever you said, you know, it was like his his look before dying okay. or whatever. And then it also reminds me of the serial killer, the real life serial killer that plagued uh, Pasadena that uh, there's the picture of the girl. She's in like the black dress with like the shaved head and she's going like, she's like, no. I don't think like, I'm he, familiar with it. The, I can't remember what his name is, uh, but he uh, took that picture right before he killed her. Okay. Uh, he was some kind of serial killer that was picking up like, uh, ki- like teenagers on the side of the road and like killing them or whatever. Like I can't, I don't know if it's not this, not Candyman. I don't think it's Candyman. Candyman was well. There's a couple of different like versions of it, but yeah, one of them was in Houston. Was it? Yeah. Then it, no, it wasn't him. That was the guy who corrupted the two kids and like killed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I can't remember what his name is. Um, but, uh, yeah, it reminded me of that because of supposedly he took that picture and then he killed her sadly. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was another like look of like, Oh God, stop. I think the most interesting thing for me with all the stories was how they all had the cursed object or the cursed thing. Yeah. If you looked at it, then that was like, you know, it's coming for you now or that's true because you were saying that when he was looking at that picture, he saw his own face. Yeah. So that's what I'm assuming why everybody else was so just disgusted by it they saw themselves yeah yeah oh boy oh boy wrote a good story cody you good if you want to write more 
Listen to us. You <laughs> he has a go couple for more, it. and because of that, I'm probably going to go back Hell and yeah. like, read it. So. Hell yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Cody Pierce, Box Goblin. Man, and not only that, but it also caused our table to catch on fire. It caused yes. a little bird. Where little bird go? Little bird gone uh, now. Oh, okay. He's had enough. <laughs> No so, more spooky stories. He's bored. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. It's time for bed. You know, whatever. Have, um, uh, have y'all have anything creepy happen to you? Um, anything that scared you? Nothing. Uh, aside from, like, when I'm at work, I listen to scary things, <laughs> and then it just makes me scared. Yeah. Like, I'm just jumpy at everything. Like, that's you like, listen, I, could do, I do it to do myself. Do you listen to horror soundtracks like I do? No, I listen to, like, No Sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, the podcasts, and, like... I'm just, there's always a story that has to pertain to what I'm doing, and I don't know how I keep doing that to myself. Like it'll be them working a night shift or whatever, and I'm like, "Fuck, that's what I'm doing," yeah. you know? Like, and so then I yeah. didn't get scared recently, but I did start at the new episode of Scared to Death, and they uh, Dan just went over Goatman Bridge. So oh, that was pretty cool I haven't see. listened to it yet. I saw that, so I saw I it. Wanted, I was like, "Oh, we did that." I wanted episode. to message them and be like, "We did a story on yeah. that." It's really cool to see them do it too. We need to go there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not too far him talk about and old Alton. I was like, oh, yeah. like it's so cool. We talked about it just a little while ago. We're like buddies. So I had I had some shit that scared me. Uh, basically, and I can't remember how long ago it was. Actually, because I started writing this down, September 9th. So that was a week, a week ago, basically. Friday, last Friday. I woke up to something fucking smacking, like, not not like multiple, just like a big. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, audio <laughs> listeners. <laughs> One of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, like, my immediate reaction was, oh, um, the dog knocked something over, mm-hmm. or um, just something something fell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I get up, go out into the living room. Coda's on the couch, still asleep. <laughs> Snoozing. What a great scar dog. <laughs> and uh Kenai, I go I go look at Kenai, he's in the laundry room and uh he is not asleep, but he's just sitting there because he probably heard me walk up. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting there looking at the door. Like normally if there was if there is an intruder, they're going batshit mm-hmm. wild. because um, they they bark at people who get close to the outside fence. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. That's the yeah, and that's far from yeah. like your actual like front door, right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay, so no one's intruding. <laughs> um, so that means either there's a ghost pushing some shit over, or we're in an earthquake and I can't feel it, or, <laughs> or something. Uh, can't find anything in the house that would that, that made that made noise. That. No, it was like if I could describe. The the weight of this smack, yeah, like it woke me up, and yeah. that's not easy to do. Yeah, what time is this? <laughs> this was like six in the morning. Okay. Oh, like uh, or the sun was up, so like seven, seven fifteen probably. Um, I think it was. So we have a wheelbarrow full of um, hamster bones. Yeah, hamster bones. No. <laughs> Just like dirt and like weeds yeah. and shit that we've uh, put in it from the, the yard. And it was knocked over. So I'm thinking that's what made the sound, but I don't know how yeah. it made that big of a sound. Because this is like, you have 
my room mm-hmm. is at the front of the house mm-hmm. next to the the road mm-hmm. and this wheelbarrow is on the back patio that would have literally sounded like a house. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no. <laughs> what so, the hell? I don't know what I don't know what made that sound. I'm chalking it up to that. Maybe like a um, ghost like ran up and just like smacked Colby like really hard on the face and like took off. No, because Colby, what the like fuck? you you know what it sounds like when yeah. something falls in another room. Yeah, you, like you hear the the reverb of that whatever room it was in. Yeah, it totally. like it was in the house. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It straight up sounded. It, if I could mark out something, it sounded like it came from the kitchen. Okay. Mm. And we have tile in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. That's that's weird, dude. I don't know. That's wow. strange. Maybe Kenai. Like, how long did it take you to react? Maybe Kenai had enough time to clean up whatever mess he fucking made. <laughs> and he just said, "No, I'll sleep with you." He closed. Know. He closed the laundry door <laughs> <laughs> himself and fucking latched it at the top. You don't know. Alvin opens the door all the time. <laughs> Oh, that no, would freak talking, me out, dude. We're talking, we're talking a, a, like a, a latch that I made from paracord uh, on the top of oh the laundry shit. door. Can if you can do that, we we need a. It's probably just interim. ghosties, dude. They're just trying. Probably to, just you know, ghosties. Yeah, they're just letting you know that they're around. You know, cool. like, hey, hey, you were sleeping in Fucking too late. Like, come wake do, up. Come do it in my room, so I can see it. Like, <laughs> the look he just, just gave me was such a like don't just, yeah motherfucker don't like just, <laughs> don't just be a fucking bitch about it and make a noise in another room like come on we're not affiliated with him in any way shape or form you can do whatever you want to him <laughs> and don't mess with me okay i'm gonna say okay i did have something scary kind of happen but i was too tired to give a shit <laughs> that's fair <laughs> um I can, I can last that. night i come to bed and I'm laying down and I'm like almost asleep. And then I hear just like this like crash of something knocking over. And I almost didn't get up. Like I was like, I don't fucking care. I'm tired. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. So here I come, you know, in my like underwear walking down the stairs. Like, you know, they're going to, if there's somebody in here, they're getting it all, man. Like some <laughs> in your sleepy, tired, 30 year old <laughs> hey, dude tired. What are you grabbing first as a weapon? I had my fists. And I mean, I'm sorry, but if I was breaking in some half naked dude run down the stairs at me, I would be like, yeah, Yeah. I'd be like, but like, what if he, what if he won up to you and had like something in his fist that wasn't a gun or a knife? What would it be? Blunt object. A blunt object of sorts. The fallout. You gotta, you gotta have something. You gotta deal with the naked guy coming in. You gotta gotta at least have something with length. I don't got anything with length. No. Yeah, it's okay. Sad. Um, big sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was the cats. Like, uh, okay. I don't. Why? Why did they yeah, mess a, with whatever it was that they I messed don't have with? Cats. Yeah, like I don't know why she messed with what with what she knocked over. But I looked at Dog. it and I was like, dogs don't climb up on tables. And I can't remember if over. I cleaned it or not. I don't think I did. I think I was like, it's not an intruder, and I went back to sleep. But yeah, it did. It did scare me a little bit. Like I was like, if it really is something, like what? Like God damn it! Like you know, now that I think whatever. about it, we we have so many weapons in my house <laughs> that I can use for an intruder. Nice. None of them lethal though. No, that's okay. well. No, I mean, that's no, good. No, no, no. Anything's lethal. Yeah, yeah true. You can anything's lethal if you swing it hard enough. Well, n- none of them in my area of the house are lethal. Um, why has two fucking guns? <laughs> uh-huh. So. Oh, nice! I never would have. Don't thought try to sneak be... up on her. Okay. Mom. Yeah. 
She got, she got <laughs> a shotgun yeah. and a pistol. What day is it? Thursday? No, I was, I was planning on it. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I would be afraid of her. I think like, she could beat me up. I got, I got, a, I got a long blade, like a katana of sorts. Nice. It's more like a ninja. I used sword. to have swords, and then I got rid of them. And then, <laughs> and then I got my, uh, I got my semi-real-looking airsoft gun. Yeah. Okay. Real talk though, <laughs> if you came out and like with y'all's airsoft guns that look real, like I'd be like, I, I'm not gonna question it. That's just kind of like the thing whenever like somebody you know, like in public, like just walks up to you and is like, God, no. you don't like, want to like, fuck around and no, find out. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> what uh, do we draw? Oh, we drew, <laughs> yeah. We are getting way off topic. We drew bodies of water. Oh yeah. That's okay. Cool. That was your like big yeah. one, right? I, so okay, I have to ask with the bodies of water thing. So is it that we need to pertain to like bodies of water being haunted, or uh, like an event no. that happens in a body of water? Is that like okay, or like uh, it, it just has to pertain to a body, a large body of water? So like the ocean, ocean, a pond, a lake, a river. What about a puddle? No, not, not oh, a puddle. Okay. That's not a body of water. I don't know if puddle. I mean, it is. It's just no. a small body. It's a little itty bitty body. <clears throat> Okay, so so ponds like I, I've got a couple of ideas. You, okay, okay. If you find a spooky puddle story and scare me, oh, have you wow. ever watched Mind Freak? <laughs> no. Chris Angel, he oh. would jump into the puddle and no, like, disappear. That's right. Mind Freak. But that's that's a magician. Still I, spooky. I know. I'm just saying that that's, that's something weird happening with a puddle. Did you know that? Uh, <laughs> what are those? The the fighting Does fish. Does a pool count? As a body of water? Uh, Do you know the fighting fish? What are they called? Piranhas? No, the fighting fight. Everybody loves kung fu fighting. What is the name of those fish? The pretty ones that are the... the, the, uh, Excuse me? The... the, Beta fish? Maybe. Uh, I think so. Beta fish are the ones that you get at pet pet Yeah, 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 yeah. They're apparently born in puddles. What are we, like... Are they fighting them like pit bulls? What are no, no, I do no. know if you put them together. They yeah, if you put two oh, together, they'll yo. fight until one dies. No. <laughs> no, we're not having a beta. A beta. He's a yo. <laughs> Place your bets. A beta fighting now. fish. We have a beta fighting fish ring. If a fucking uh, NFL quarterback can, can fill this it. with water. I think it should be going the whole time. No, no that's no terrible. We love all animals and we don't want animals to die. Okay. All right, let's close this shit sad. out already. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, God. We're in a state of delusion with our uh, stuffiness, even though Colby's not stuffy. But hold on. I got to pull up my notes. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh, my God. Load. That's it for episode 33 of Dead Reflections Podcast. We like to shout out our friends at Dark Hour Podcast. We encourage y'all to go give them a listen and check them out whenever you have a chance. You can follow us at Dead Reflections Podcast on all social medias or follow the link tree to find our socials that include Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the video version of this podcast on YouTube, as well as our TikTok. Email us at deadreflectionspod at gmail.com to submit your stories. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you want to know how a little bird's doing. <laughs> how's a how's little and, bird doing? Uh, all band-related social medias are FWFTX. 
<laughs> swear to God, if that's the one that gets one people to like, uh, like thirty messages. fucking emails. How's the house of the bird. <laughs> How's your spider? Um, please leave a rating or review on Spotify and po- uh, Apple Podcasts. It puts us in the in more horror podcast playlists and helps new people find our creepy stories. So thank you for all your continued support. And remember, tell your family, tell your friends, and tell the monsters under your bed to listen to Dead Reflections podcast. Have a spooky night. Thank you.